BIV Today, the daily business video show and podcast from the journalists at Business in Vancouver. I'm your host today, Haley Wooden. And over the past week on our podcast, we've been taking a look at technology and specifically the role of the CTO. And we've done this as we've announced the latest 2020 winners of our annual CTO and CIO awards. Joining me on the show today is one of our inaugural winners of the CTO of the Year Award. Owen Ingram is the CTO of Antivio, which used to be Easy Market when we awarded him the award. He joins me today for a conversation on his role, the pandemic, and what's been happening at the company. Owen, great to speak with you. Good to see you again. Good morning. Uh, Tell me a little bit about what the last year has been like as a CTO and at a company that's gone through a rebrand and like all companies has also gone through a once in a lifetime pandemic. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a lot of changes. Um, but uh, yeah, I think the, the big thing is it, during these changes, not just the rebrand, obviously, but the pandemic working from home, all that uh, you get to really see what kind of culture you have as a company. If you have a resilient team or, you know, if there's people that uh, are going to not be able to cope um, so it's been a lot of changes, but um, thankfully, it's uh, we've come through the other side now, and uh, you know everyone's used to the new normal, and uh, the company's intact. <laughs> Has there been an evolution at all in your role as CTO, just because we have so many more people working from home, for example, and relying on technology in different ways? Yeah, absolutely. I think a big one is I used to rely on uh, in-person meetings to, uh, you know, in order to get everyone on the same page. There's a lot of nuances of, uh, you know, meeting in person that um, that I no longer have. So it's a bit of a skill set change, just a bit bit more communication, a bit more clarifying uh, summaries, loopbacks, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, that should be a part of any uh, CTO or any leadership role. Uh, it's just kind of amped up a bit. So uh, tested uh, tested everyone's communication skills for sure. For sure, yeah. And that's been the case certainly at our organization as well. I'm curious because you offer software for medical clinics, dental clinics, and you're kind of at this interesting intersection of tech and health, which has been at the intersection of what we've been dealing with through this pandemic. What have you heard from clients and what has sort of working for this industry been like? Yeah, it's been really wild uh, with uh, our focus being really dental. Um, there's been, uh, you know, during the closures, it was really difficult for a lot of dental offices. And so thankfully, as a communication software, uh, we were actually able to help out a lot. So that was getting messages out to people, letting them know about closures, letting them know about new policies. And so we quickly reacted with uh, a product development that would actually support uh, checking for wellness uh, and, you know, abiding by all the different regulations that uh, we see across North America. And so, um, yeah, we were able to actually really jump in and help, which I thought was a excellent way, um, you know, to to leverage our communication. Um, so a bunch of different tools, uh, including surveys to let them uh, to follow up to see if they have any symptoms later on for contact tracing and, uh, you know, all these procedures. Also, another big one is um, curbside waiting. So for waiting rooms that don't have the space, uh, getting them uh, coordinated with uh, chat, you know, interacting with them on their phone. Uh, really easily. That was been. Uh, that's actually had a huge uh, fanfare of positive uh, feedback. So, been good. That's good to hear. Do you think that this pandemic will prompt the industry, dental practices, other medical practices, to rethink their communications and maybe embrace communications technology and other tech more willingly? 
Absolutely. And I think medical, like, especially in Canada where we pay for it, um, I think medical is something that they should be, uh, you know, really um, taking advantage of all the good technology that's out there. Unfortunately, they seem to be the last. I think that's partly because of safety and precaution. Uh, but you know, everyone's still faxing things around, and uh, a lot of uh, a lot of communication over the phone. Um, so there's tons that can be done in the medical space. And I think with COVID, everyone you know quickly digitizing uh, where in the spaces that they haven't uh, or there's been reluctance uh, to digitize. Now we get to really get into some cool stuff where we can hopefully get patient records uh, electronically. Uh, you know, being able to control our medical data a little bit better. Uh, and safety precautions around that. So I think in the long term, this is going to be a huge boon for uh, for medical tech. But uh, obviously, it doesn't uh, happen super easily. There's a lot of engineering work needed. But uh, I, I think in the long term, this could be a positive thing. Although I tend to be a bit optimistic about things. <laughs> it's good. We can all use, I think, a little bit more optimism. <laughs> this morning. Um, I'm curious, do you kind of agree with the concept that COVID has been an accelerant in many ways? The trends that existed pre-COVID were accelerated forward 5, 10, maybe 15 years into the future? Yeah, absolutely. And it's hard to see the repercussions of it because uh, like any time we get a new piece of technology like electricity or roads or anything else, there's a bit of an adoption curve. But then as soon as we get everyone on board, uh, you can actually use that as a plateau, a ground for building new technology. So uh, the digitization of our workflows, working from home or remote, uh, now that we have processes in place for most companies, um, unless there's some equipment or something needed in the office, uh, that's going to allow us to get into a new era of, uh, of work. And uh, we're going to see how that plays out over the next decade or so. Yeah, it's going to be a very fascinating time. We used to rely on your insights on the future of tech and what was happening in tech regularly on our show as part of our tech panel. So I'm going to rely on some of that insight and perspective now. What are some of the trends you've seen emerge during this pandemic that are interesting to you and you think will be significant for how we live our lives, how we access healthcare products, how we work, whatever it may be? Yeah, um, I was actually just uh, on the BC uh, CTO tech panel. Uh, yesterday, we're talking about getting plants delivered uh, to everyone's, uh, you know, to, to employees getting the plant shipped and everything. Uh, that type of thinking where everything is uh, delivered to your home, um, you know, it's kind of the Amazon type of business model uh, where it's fast delivery and, and really convenient. Um, I think that will continue. Uh, I don't know how that plays out for retail and for, you know, shopping experiences. Um, probably not great, uh, but that's been the trend, you know, over the last, I don't know, 20 years anyways. Um, so I could see us getting to a point where uh, we get to see a lot of conveniences uh, once we get used to it, like ordering a plant online. Um, so there's going to be, again, like a plateau or a, a base group, uh, where now it's the new normal that you would, of course, order everything online. Uh, we've obviously been shifting that way for a long time, but now we're talking plants, we're talking uh, home repair, uh, and we're talking even entertainment pieces. Um, actually, speaking of that, that's going to be another interesting one where uh, now everyone has a little home office. Um, you know, a lot of people are going back to work, obviously, but it just even during those few months where it was mandatory, uh, if you have a home office set up, you probably configure it a little bit of an office. I have a bit of a closet here that I configured. Um, but the investment in your home technology, I think, is going to continue on. Uh, so that's where we're going to see people have, you know, uh, a little bit of a tech center in their own office. 
Um, and again, that, that will play into more and more growth into uh, personal technology and just focusing more on technology as we go. Um, so yeah, I think it's going to be a kind of a continuation of that and just really accelerated the uh, personal technology space. What do you think all of this means for data privacy and protection now that we're maybe working from home, accessing different technologies, using more technology to run our lives? Yeah, that's an interesting one because that has been overlooked. When everyone moved to home offices, a lot of companies weren't ready for it. Uh, thankfully, we were fairly well prepared for it. But, you know, if everyone's using personal computers or if they have a company laptop, their Internet at home needs to be you know, somewhat secure. So we're talking VPNs and password management as well as computer management. So uh, those types of management tools that traditional IT in the office have been um, you know, they've had all the local uh, local network setups uh, to be able to control security. That's gone. And so now we have to really consider, uh, are you safe at home, especially if you're working within the medical sphere or with personal health information or personal data at all? Um, that's something I think we probably, I'm guessing there's a gap right now, a little bit of vulnerability. Hackers are probably having a heyday right now. Uh, so definitely something to consider for people who uh, may not have thought about it. The the controls at home need to be just as good as at the office. So um, there's definitely an upgrade needed for a lot of companies there. Mm -hmm. And perhaps now is the time to do it because we're kind of over that hump where everything was disrupted. No one knew what was going to happen. And maybe a lot of businesses getting back to some normal routines and back into making sure that everything is running as it should. It would be a good time right. to do that. Yeah. Now that the fires are hopefully out uh, <laughs> electronically, at least. Um, yeah. There's uh, now room for security checks and all that stuff. Absolutely. In our final minutes, I'm going to tap into your optimism. What is a silver lining you think has come about as a result of the pandemic or an opportunity you see moving forward as it relates to technology? Yeah, I, one of the interesting ones not really work related is um, the social connections that people were, um, you know, getting more involved with over the last couple of decades. Uh, that's really uh, turned up a notch. So the communities online, people are actually looking to them uh, for friendship because there's a, there isn't the same type of like obviously meeting groups and um, you know if you're going out to um, I don't know uh, an event, a venue, or church or something like that. Uh, with those kind of being at least stifled now, um, I'm seeing that a lot like online with gaming. There's much more camaraderie and friendliness happening because I think people are craving that type of connection. So uh, that's accelerated as well. So that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, you know, the internet has typically been a place where trolls live and there's a lot of negativity, but as people need more social positive interaction, I think we're going to see hopefully a more, um, not, not helpful or genuine, but uh, a healthier online communities come up with this, uh, where there's friendships that are made and uh, kept online. Um, and, you know, obviously with video, everyone's used to video, everyone has a webcam or something set up now. So that helps with communicating with family remotely and, and all the rest of it. So there's a kind of an interesting social dynamic now that everyone's upgraded uh, that I think is going to be uh, a new new normal for us. Yeah, having that healthy online community would be really nice to see. Owen, so great to speak with you again. Thanks for coming on our show. My pleasure. Thanks, Haley. That's Owen Ingram, Chief Technology Officer at Intivio and also our inaugural CTO of the Year Award winner with BIV. This has been BIV Today. I'm Haley Wooden. Thanks so much for listening and or watching. We'll be back with a new episode of the show tomorrow.